0: Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox.
1: Welcome back, Jimbo. Welcome back. What do you mean, welcome back?
2: It was just the second week of our new season. Oh, yeah.
1: And we were just recording, um, you know, an ad, an ad that we have. That's what we do. When you this, We are now professional podcasters. Not amateurs, because we're getting paid money, but so we've already gotten some folks
2: that are you know doing a couple of bucks a month you through know that Patreon. Is true. do we have to get it from a business to be professionals?
1: No, if those individuals that have been given the couple of, if y'all gave something like two to three hundred thousand <laughs> dollars,
2: then do we would be
1: considered professional, okay otherwise, yeah, I think a business advertise we have an advertiser, and that's what we've been, uh, because that's what professional podcasters do. We we record ads, spots. Mm-hmm. That's what we say. Yeah, in we business. call it spots. Yeah, we've got to we got to do a spot. Jimbo, tell them who we are. I'm Jimmy, and he's Josh, and we're the Paradox. This is our twentieth season. <laughs> of pa- <laughs> just feels that way. It does. I'm sure you're like, oh, God,
2: another episode.
1: Josh and I are psychotherapists here in Austin, Texas. We are the owner and proprietors of the Timothy Center, a Christian counseling facility here in Austin, Texas. The leader. Yes, low-cost leader.
2: In quality, affordable, faith-based mental health care in Austin, Texas. Booyah. You like that?
1: Oh, I like that. I like it. We will normally on this podcast, we'll talk about... Varying different things that have to do with marriage parenting culture topics of that ilk So today we are going to talk about honesty. I got a story for you about the one time. I, I lied. was so geared up Nope,
2: and okay. It's about the one time. I lied in my life. I was a wee lad. Yes. How old was I? Mm, wee. <laughs> weeish. I mean we were in clean, so I would have been second grade. Yeah what is that? Seven, eight, nine? Mm-hmm. Anywho, someone cut the cord to our record player.
1: Our stereo is a stereo. That played records. Mm-hmm.
2: And Jimbo thought it was one of us, and he confronted all three of us, and everybody was like, nope, not us. But he was like, you had to be y'all, so.
1: What, did someone break in the house and sneak over and cut the cord? Or
2: did what? A rat eat through it or something? Mm-hmm. No. It was one of y'all. So he sent us to our room, and this this game of who did it, no one, go to your room, happened three or four times.
1: Yes. I knew one of you little would crack under the pressure. Turds? No, little angels. <laughs> I thought one of you little angels would crack under the pressure. Well, we got you, because mm-hmm. we didn't, well, I cracked.
2: The final time of this dance, Jimbo says, all right, then you're all getting spankings. <laughs> If no one confesses everybody's getting thinking that the person that did it
1: surely Sarah I mean one of the kids would come would come forward, forward
2: and say it tis I no one did nope so as he invited us into his room or whenever wherever you were going to spank us and started to say all right guys drop trow did you make us drop trow no you didn't do a bare booty? No. It's probably appropriate. Because I
1: brought the heat, even with the Well, and as up. we're
2: approaching pre-adolescence, that's
1: probably... <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have been good anyway.
2: Anywho, as he was about to start spanking my sisters, I stood up and said, it was me. Tis I. And the look on Jimbo's face, I, of course, was
1: too young, I can't remember it, but I'm sure it was shocked. Yeah, you were not the one I was anticipating, Sarah. So... I didn't, you know, I, of course, Sarah, I didn't know which one Sarah it was going to be, but, um, I certainly Sarah was not anticipating you, Sarah, raising your hand, Sarah. And so I proceeded to get licks for my sisters
2: and I didn't do it. Did we ever find out who did it? Oh, the The little neighbor
1: boy. Mm -hmm. Yep.
2: Yep. 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 So someone did sneak in. Actually. And cut it.
1: It was a terrorist.
2: Uh, but the one time I didn't practice rigorous honesty or it, it cost me spanking. So, what I should have done was continue
1: in my honesty and say, no, I didn't do it, and allow my sister to get spanked. Mm-hmm. That's, that was the lesson learned. Yep. When we're talking about honesty in the home, you might think this is a no brainer. What is there even anything to talk about about honesty? When it comes to honesty, there can be too much of a good thing. It's a good thing. I mean, honesty is a good thing. You know, I think just overall, just our the overarching principle in our relationships, in our home, and our parenting is that Jesus loves the light, and Satan loves the dark. If there is an overarching principle that should guide us on whether we should tell the truth or not, that would sort of be it. However, we all know that absolute, total, in-your-face honesty. Jimbo,
2: do I? Does my pants look my make my butt look big? oh, no, honey, I think
1: actually your butt looks smaller in those jeans. (laughs) Why do you ask? Would that be the, the honesty? That would be one example of where rigorous honesty may not necessarily come in handy. But here's the thing. There are people who just want a license to be a jerk, to be cruel, by being blunt and honest. And that's what they'll say. Hey, I'm honest. Sue me. I'm just being honest. You asked me. I'm being honest. No, you're being a jerk is what you're being. There is also... And we're
2: not suggesting lying. No,
1: but you can be kind. But you can be kind.
2: Yeah, so instead of, no, honey... You know, those don't make. Oh no, body.
1: babe! They look. You look like a Thanksgiving Day parade float. <laughs> you look like like a balloon. That's rude. It's like Snoopy outside Jimbo. Macy's. That's what those pants. No, but instead of either rigorous honesty
2: or you know rude honesty or lying, just sweetheart, you look beautiful no matter what. Because
1: that's that's an honest. Or response. coming home and saying, "Hey, sweetheart." There was a lady at the golf course today that just had breasts the size of the Statue of Liberty. man, those knockers. Yeah, we just don't want to go there. And with children, for example, there's a lot of things that that adults, that a married couple does not need to necessarily just give all the information to the kids. It's not as easy as just you tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth, 24-7. Yeah, it's a bit more nuanced. It's a little more nuanced than that. Here's the problem. We learn to lie. Lying is sort of a learned behavior. Sometimes we teach our children to lie to us. If we tell them that they can share anything with us, and then they share something with us, and we explode like Hiroshima, then the kid says, okay, no, I can't tell them anything. Therefore, in order to avoid that explosion, I'm going to not tell the truth. Or if our spouse tells us something and we explode on them, then we're teaching our spouse not to tell us the truth. So sometimes lying very often is a learned behavior. We're going to lie. Someone is going to lie because it's just the path of least resistance like a used car salesman, what do I have to say to put you in a car today? What do I need to say in order to basically get what I want? There's going to be people that are going to not tell the truth in order to avoid a conflict. If telling the truth is going to make me suffer through a three-hour-long argument, I just won't tell the truth. Uh, They're going to lie basically just any time that I can spare myself a negative consequence of if, if a lie will do that, that's what I'm going to adopt.
2: Yeah, it is a large measure to just get out of trouble or get out of mm-hmm. some sort of hassle.
1: Just to avoid a negative consequence. But the deal is, and you're going to talk about this a little bit more, but lies build walls. Lies separate. Yeah, we, Lies we, isolate.
2: We always talk isolation breeds pathology, and that's exactly what lies do. You know, the times in my life—and I've we've talked about pornography, and I've been open, generally speaking, about my pornography usage over the years. And any time that my wife has asked me, and I've had to say, yep, slipped up, you know, seeing whether it's the tears in her eyes or the mistrust that appropriately goes on for days or weeks or whatever— that's appropriate. Those are appropriate consequences for someone to feel. So, you don't because say, our,
1: Katie, a, a little neighbor boy came over and watched the porn? I mean, that worked like ever, 30 years ago.
2: I don't think we should ever talk about little boys and porn. Just oh, in the in same sentence. In yeah. the same sentence. Okay,
1: never mind. It's weird. Yeah, it was. Go ahead.
2: Was I, was I in the room for this little boy? I mean, this is getting super weird. <laughs> but it, did a rat chew the porn? Is that what happened? <laughs> That's super appropriate, me, uh, appropriate for me to feel her negative emotionality. So, so when we do something bad and then lie about it, we don't get the appropriate negative consequences to communicate that my behavior was bad. I can't tell you how many guys, kids, adults, whatever, look at pornography as just this victimless crime. But if I can connect with my spouse's hurt over my sin, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so yes, that isolation uh, it breeds pathology in so many ways um, but one of the glaringly obvious ones is we don't get to experience the natural mm-hmm. consequences
1: of our yep. misbehavior. We'll often refer to a web of lies that once we start down that road, then many many times a lie then requires a second lie and then that requires a third and then another and then another and then and then you've got one both, Spouses, kids, we're all kind of spinning all these plates on the end of these rods, the, all these lies that we're keeping spinning in the air, and absolutely it isolates us. And at that point, we, with the lie that the father of lies tells us is, if if I go ahead and tell the truth, and this entire house of cards, so to speak, comes down, then I'm going to hurt the one I love, and because I love the one I love, I don't want to hurt the one I love, therefore... I'm actually being very chivalrous in not telling the truth. And that's why he's called the Deceiver with a capital D. Uh, it, my solutions are very quickly.
2: Jimbo, where'd you go to college?
1: Tuscaloosa Technical Institute.
2: Seriously, they you go? have
1: a really good football program there. Do they? Yeah. It's the people that were too good to play for the actual University of Alabama. Mm-hmm. They play for... And the, that's what the you technical were. Ins- yeah. Where did where, you Howard go? Howard Payne University. I went to Howard Payne University. I know what you a did.
2: coincidence that both of us went to Howard. What do you have a favorite memory of Howard Payne?
1: Well, see, we went twenty years apart. I was there seventy nine through eighty two. Yeah, I was born. Yeah, um, I was there oh one to oh five. Well, back then, and I was a, a ministerial student. I was a I was a Bible major or a theology major with a Greek minor, and it was very much. Um, you know, people have camp highs. I, I was married my sophomore year. I kind of it was like four years of this spiritual high for me.
2: Yeah, I, I, some of my closest friends to this day are from Howard Payne University. I absolutely was thrilled. I actually transferred there from Baylor after my freshman year and loved my three years on campus.
1: Of course, it wasn't Howard Payne, but I left two and a half years into my. Really, it was my the last semester of my master's. I left to go take a church. And it was this amazing, wonderful thing, moved all you guys down there. Because I said, well, I've only got one semester left. I'll just pick that up 16 years later. And Howard Payne now has, as of 2012, a new campus in New Braunfels. And that campus is really made up a lot of of people just like that. They started in their academic careers, and life got in the way, and they got away from it, but now they're back, and they're back with a new vision and a new commitment to get it done. So if you find yourself in that same situation,
2: kind of that non-traditional student, definitely visit Howard Payne University in New Braunvilles. Howard Payne University in New Braunfels, is where individuals finish their college degrees, their academic advisors know their names, they have very... Minimal fees, and they offer the fastest MBA on I 35. You can find them on the web at hputx.edu backslash New Instagram and Twitter at HPUNB, Facebook is New or you can just give them a call at 830
1: 629 2366. Because we're professional podcasters, I'm not sure people noticed what we did right there, that we, that we slipped an advertisement into the podcast, because that was slicker than Al not Oh, yeah. So back to the solution. Within a marriage, there's a difference between something being secret and something being private. And I think that's something very important for us to understand. When you go in and poop in the bathroom, you close the door, not because it's secret, it's because it's private. So some things that are held back, it's not necessarily secrets or lying or anything of the sort. It's simply private. And there is a place within a family, within children's lives, within the couple's lives, that there are things that are private, that don't violate this idea of honesty, because they are private and they should remain private. In marriage, I'm going to break this down into two things and then hand it back to you. In marriage, there needs to be transparency, transparency there needs to be an accountability with a male, and you'll talk a little bit more about that. But within a marriage, we ought to shoot for transparency in our marriages. Transparency. That word frightens some people at the thought of being transparent. But that is what we need, and that is what takes the intimacy level of our marriages, and that's where we're sort of slipping the surly bonds of earth and touching the face of God, when we can have that kind of total transparency. But in parenting... Our children, not really, tra- not transparency with our children. With our children, it's a need to know. Sometimes we need to ask, well, why do they need to know that? Because if they don't need to know it, then they may not, it may not benefit them to know it. So there are some things that it's a very appropriate for parents to hold back and not share with their kids. But overall, we need to embrace Scripture that the truth will set us free. And when it comes to our relationships with our kids and with our spouses, there is no scripture truer than that.
2: And you kind of talk about honesty towards our children, but also we've got to think through how much honesty do we want out of our children. There is appropriate autonomy and privacy for our adolescents as well. And know we've had an old episode about kind of the role as parents shift over the years from boss when they're my kid's age to manager when they're teenagers and then consultant kind of speak when spoken to once they're out of the house. But once you're in that kind of managerial stage of your, your children or adolescents, it's appropriate to not have to ask a hundred questions for anything that they want to do. You know, there's some things that you don't necessarily have to know. Obviously, right, if there is drugs found in the room or they are caught sneaking out, right, then it's appropriate to really start asking some tough questions. But it, it, we shouldn't base our our relationship off of mistrust and a 100 questions just because they're adolescents. And so allowing your kids some level of privacy is a really, really good thing as well. As far as marriages, I believe that husbands and wives should be able to ask their spouse, whatever question they want, whenever they want to ask it, and expect an honest response.
1: And a rigorously honest response.
2: But I, don't, I think that can also be abused. So I think that a lot of spouses are anxious, and so they ask their spouse a thousand different questions about, well, where'd you go to lunch? Who was there? Right? And so it's, it's just this 20 questions, or what's the game? 20 questions? 20 questions. Is it? There's 100 questions. No, it's 20 questions. Anyway, lots of questions <laughs> just for a simple work lunch or whatever the case may be. And so I think that the, the rigorous honesty, the I'm able to ask anything about anything at any time can also be abused. And so we want to use it wisely, but absolutely be able to ask your spouse whatever you want to ask whenever you want to ask it and expect honesty. But as far as the day in and day out, let's say, again, let's take pornography. If your spouse struggles with that, it probably isn't best for you to be the one asking every day if they're viewing. You know, they need to be hooked up with a same-sex peer to really be kind of that accountability partner. Because you've spoken to the fact that it kind of sets up an authority imbalance.
1: If you have either spouse if you have one always grilling about where you were that becomes almost a parent child interaction and that's not what needs to happen correct so i don't because again we lied to mom we lied to mom and dad to avoid the spanking so that that is just a scenario that doesn't need to exist and so when you have accountability partners just in general or through celebrate recovery or aa you know they will tell you you know your sponsor is going to know everything your spouse doesn't need to know everything. It's not appropriate. It's not healthy. And that probably needs to be either the spouse, the wife or the husband, a same sex accountability partner. So you can ask anything at any point, but use wisdom in that. Don't try to
2: satisfy your own anxiety because it becomes kind of voyeuristic and as well as a kind of an authority imbalance at that point. But- with your kids, also allow for some level of
1: privacy and autonomy for them as well. And if we're lying to avoid the conflict, here's just, just wrap this. Because most of us would say, well, yeah, I lied, but it would have led to a big argument, whatever. You need to understand that argument, that argument is nothing. The long-term consequences of initiating dishonesty feeding dishonesty throughout a marriage. The consequences of that long term are 10 times whatever that conflict was going to be. So that is a lie of the father of lies that I need to keep being deceitful in order to avoid a conflict or to spare my spouse the pain of the truth.
2: Guys, if this episode hit home at all, you can check out more information on our show notes at paradoxpodcast.com. You can also find all of our other episodes there as well. You can also find our socials there. So again, it's paradoxpodcast.com. We will be dropping two new episodes next week, so stay tuned.
1: Oh, and Josh... Josh, you have a booger right there. I need to be very honest. There, yeah. Oh, and
2: check out Howard Prane's New Yeah. Um, I mean, the degrees there are fantastic, and you won't be disappointed in not only the level of education, but the
1: people you meet. Josh, now we got to charge them more. That was not part of the contract. Y'all take care.
0: Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to JulieLylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. It's actually
2: one reason why, you know, although I've been sober uh, for 14 years now, I still identify myself as a believer who struggles with alcoholism. Uh, I don't, I don't say I have victory over alcoholism. I don't say I'm recovered from, I say I struggle with because I have to remind myself that once I stop. Once I stop thinking I'm struggling, I can go right back into it again.